Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. So, Miss Carla Goldberg is about to rock your world. The journey to loving yourself. We're going to dive in. You're going to get some greatness, a huge, huge, huge dose of greatness before we dive into that. If you are an entrepreneur, a leader, a purpose-driven human being, a world changer, and you want to impact the world in an even bigger way, come talk to me. would love to support you getting your message out, whatever that might look like, one-on-one coaching, helping you launch your podcast, or possibly doing an interview on the 12-Hour Marathon, Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. Let's explore, see how we can support each other and grow together. You can find me on Instagram at I am Millionaire Chris, Facebook dot com forward slash th3 burns or go to be your gps.com and uh, see what we can do for you there thanks so much looking forward to growing together even more and let's talk about the itunes review of the week this week it's by boom david shahade and david says chris is fantastic the first time i listened to chris i knew he is the real deal he will inspire you to move up higher on the ladder of life wherever you are as long as you have the desire to learn. Thank you, Chris, for the great work. David, thanks so much for uh, really sharing your heart and what you appreciate about me and the show with our audience and on on, uh, iTunes. Thank you so much for doing that. And if you're listening or watching right now and you want to support us and give us a review, let us know what you love. Go to iTunes, beergps.com forward slash iTunes or search becoming your greatest possible self on iTunes. You can find us there, give us a review, and let us know your feedback. Or you can just DM me and let me know personally, take a screenshot, shoot you out, shout you out on um, the uh, Instagram, Facebook stories, and just say how much I appreciate you. Also, make sure you subscribe on iTunes, beergps.com forward slash iTunes, and uh, make sure that you keep getting all these amazing episodes because we release an episode just about every day. So stay tuned for all of that greatness and stay inspired, stay plugged in, and keep learning about who are the people, the leaders, the experts, the the transformational human beings who can help you because they were once in your shoes. I know Marlo's going to be sharing a really powerful journey to love yourself that maybe you are excited to embark on. She can definitely help you with that. So stay tuned because uh, we're going to bring her on in just a moment here. Grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes, be ready to learn and integrate and take action on and implement this wisdom because it's great to listen to it, a whole nother thing to actually take action on it and do something with it. And that's what separates, in my opinion, the people who are just out there talking about loving themselves and wanting to do that and wanting to have a better life and more fulfillment, better relationships, more money, talking about it. And those that actually go out and they get that and they create that freaking reality. So we're going to interview Marla Let's introduce her and bring her on the screen in just a moment. Miss Marla Goldberg is an energy healer, intuitive speaker, teacher, and host of Guided Spirit Conversation Podcast and a best-selling author of My Fucking Long Journey to Loving Myself, a guide to a shorter path. 
Her mission in life is to help others either enhance their current life circumstances or to shift them. Marla accomplishes her mission to help the healing and growth of others through her one-to-one client sessions, her speaking engagements, workshops, podcasts, and latest book, My Fucking Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path. I love that I get to say fucking twice in the introduction for Marla. Marla, you ready to rock the house, Superwoman? (laughs) I am ready to rock the house. Chris, how are you? I'm doing awesome. Thank you so much for being here. We're going to have a blast. And uh, thank you for taking time to share about your long journey and all that you've learned in the process with our audience. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you and I appreciate being here. Yes. All right, let's dive right in. The theme of today is freedom to fly. What does that mean to you, Marla, freedom to fly? Wow, it's, it's, I just have this visual of just like an eagle taking off of a side of a cliff, just flowing and going and, Hmm. and, you know, just taking where the, the current, you know, the current plus your energy takes you to a destination of unknown excitement. Wow. I love it. I love that. I, you know, when I ask that question, a lot of people will give me like, let's say a logical answer to what is it? What does it mean? Um, I, I love your answer because I get an experiential relation of what it means to you. And, and I think it's super powerful. I feel you stepping into the energy of that. And I think the people who can do that are the most in tune with their own energy, their own awareness, their own, uh, you know, ability to create. And I, I really love how you shared that. That was powerful, Marla. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate that. You're welcome. You're welcome. So we're going to dive into who you are and what you stand for and what your clients come to you for. I mentioned it in the intro, but in your own words, why don't you share that with us, Marla? So who I am, um, I'm on a journey. I've I will always be on a journey. I will always be learning. And what I want to do is share my lessons to make someone else's journey a little less rocky, bumpy, you know, bumpy or challenging. Mm. And so that's who I am. Um, I feel that I'm very, today, I can be very heart centered. Mm. And I lead from the heart where back in the day where, you know, before I started going down this path, I was so protected because I had been so hurt growing up um, throughout, and some from other people, meaning family, teachers, whatever. But a lot of the pain came from myself, mm-hmm. from decisions that I made that didn't serve me well. Mm-hmm. Man. So. And that, that wisdom that you can now share with people is so valuable. You know, I think uh, the the power of being a mentor or a coach to guide people to avoid making those same mistakes and to walk a more loving, conscious, empowered, fulfilling, joyous path. That's like in life. That's that's almost everything, you know, like to to be able to to make it more fun, more enjoyable. If you're not enjoying life and feeling like you love life something's missing. Something's not quite hitting the mark because we all have the capacity to do it. And of course, there's going to be times when we don't. And most of the time, I think it's, it's, uh, it's in our divine birthright to be able to, to experience that and create that for ourselves. I'm so glad you said that because it is in our divine birthright. I mean, we're brought on this earth, not just, I mean, not just to learn lessons and to grow, but to live a life that's divinely wonderful for ourselves. Yes you know, free ourselves from the binds that we, a lot of times we put on ourselves. Mm. 
because as you know, we're our own worst critic. We wouldn't talk to anybody as badly as we talk to ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. The, you know, the self-talk that people, and I was one of them. Yeah. And today, you know, I'm, I'm much gentler on myself yeah. and, but I, I was an abuser. I was a self-abuser and that's, I'm going to label myself that, not that I'm keen on labels, but it's yeah. a good way to point it because, you know, I would make these dumb, dumb decisions that I thought were really smart. You know, <laughs> I thought like, yeah, I've got it all. I've got, you know, I'm going to do this. I've thought it out. Blah, blah, blah. And, oh my God. They were disastrous on so many <laughs> levels. And so <laughs> they truly, truly were. And, and I just would like say, you know, like, Oh, Marla, how could you do that? You know, better. Bah, 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 bah. And just, I mean, I don't, uh, nobody has talked to me the way I've talked to myself. Mm. (laughs) But now I talk to myself in such a loving, caring way Mm. that I like my conversations. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I think a lot of people are concerned about like talking out loud and they might feel weird talking in the mirror or, you know, talking to themselves. And it's, it's like, that is some of the best conversation you could possibly ever have when you treat yourself well. But if you talk down on yourself, it's some of the worst conversations that you could ever have. (laughs) It's so true. It is so, so true. And I have to share, I have a big dog. He's 103 pounds. And every morning he has to be walked. Well, he has to be walked more than just in the morning. (laughs) He won't use the yard. So we've trained him that way. And in the morning, I do my morning prayers and I do them out loud. And I do them out loud because I have a belief that when you say things out loud, spirit hears it clearer. Yes. You know, they can read your mind, but why make it difficult for them? Make Mm. it easy. Mm. So I look like one of these people who walk walking down the street, talking to themselves as I go through my very, very, very long ritual of prayer. Yes. Yeah, no, in in the in the gym, um, like I'm on a treadmill and I'm like affirming. I'm listening to either a positive motivational tape, and that's like it's fueling my my empowerment and reminding me, hey, I'm in the state of empowerment right now. But I still I I I don't usually talk very loud. It's more of like a whisper and, and like moving my mouth, but it's it's like distinguishable, you know, distinguishable to the universe and, and distinguishable to myself saying, Hey, I'm willing to, to, to be this person becoming my greatest possible self, wherever I'm at. And then also your point of, um, you know, spirit hears it when you speak it out, it actually is also literally moving matter. And that's what activates the, the creation in this 3d dimension thought is on a higher dimension, right? Like we're sending out all kinds of incredible waves that attract things to us through, through the law of attraction, but speaking and moving and having conversations with other people, writing, journaling is activating 3D dimension and particles to be able to create the reality even more effectively. Exactly. It's so true. So, so true. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. This This is awesome. I love having these conversations. So Marla, you had a long long journey. Tell us about that journey and where did did it all begin for you? So I was born and raised in the city of Chicago and my parents were both professionals, but they were professionals who probably shouldn't have had children because Mm -hmm. through their disappointments and everything else, they just went inward and they were just licking their own wounds so much that they weren't paying attention to my brother, sister, and I. And we were given a tremendous amount of freedom. And each one of us went down our own roads, but I'm only going to talk about my road Mm -hmm. because 
it's silly to talk about theirs. That's theirs. Okay. They own that. Um, but so I don't know if you're familiar with Chicago, but where I lived was on the outskirts in the city. And at 10 years old, I was taking myself to the eye doctor in downtown Chicago. So I had to take two buses and a train to get to downtown Chicago at 10 years old. And I thought, doesn't everybody do this? You know, is is (laughs) this what everybody does? I would go, I took skating lessons and I would have to take two buses and through some sketchy neighborhoods. And going there during the day wasn't challenging, but going back at night. Yeah. I would be afraid and I'd be by myself. And so I had this whole ritual that while waiting for the bus, I'd stand near people. Mm-hmm. So people would think I was part of the group. Wow. I would take my skate guard off. So if anybody came near me, I'd have what I thought would be a weapon. But my God, I'm 10, 11, 12 years old. How strong could I be? Right. <laughs> and then, you know, when I got off the second bus, how I would walk, I'd look to make sure whose lights are on, who could I go to, where could I run? So I was always preparing myself that if God forbid something would happen, I had a plan. And so I did that for years. And that was, and you know, but again, I thought, well, why doesn't anybody else's parents let their kids do that? Mm. I thought this was the most normal thing in the world to do. Um, And it goes on and on and on. Like when I, I started going to bars at 16. Not because I drank, I never drank, but I enjoyed dancing. And there were a lot of live, there was a lot of live music. Yeah. And I started going at 16 and I couldn't understand why, you know, I, I was with my older friends, but there was never anybody my age. Mm. Like, why wouldn't their parents do that? And how cool am I you know, <laughs> that I could do this? But growing up and then becoming an adult and looking back in hindsight, it was like, oh my God, that was so messed up. You know, to yeah. to allow some because you don't learn boundaries, you don't learn mm. a direction. Yeah. You know, you you just sort of like float on your own, and that's what I I did, and it led me to making lots of decisions. You know, that ended up not serving. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's it's really impressive that you you had that radical independence and radical uh, like responsibility and maturity early on. And I'm sure it, it had an impact that wasn't as favorable. You know, that's that's the gift, so to speak. And then there's also like being afraid for your life, like, you know, like having having to go through sketchy neighborhoods like at 10 years old and having to feel like you have to defend yourself and, and take care of yourself. That must have been crazy, difficult. It it what in some respect, but if I wanted to do what I wanted to do, and at the time I loved figure skating, and mm. I was I you know it was like I ate and breathed figure skating. Yeah. That's what I had to do because nobody was taking me. That's right. I'm you know even when I would get sick, I'd walked myself to the doctor because there was nobody to take me. Wow. And wow. so. So you, you had this early on, you had this this independence, and then how did your journey evolve from there? Well, um, I, I was I was always a hard worker. Like I would pick up two or three jobs at a time. You know, I just wanted to find out where I was going. And when I was very, very young um, in high school, I had a high school boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to go to college and, and leave town. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to be with my boyfriend. And I, I just knew, you know, through conversation or whatever, that we'd probably get engaged sometime, you know, when I stepped out of high school. Mm-hmm. And um, and that didn't work out. 
And I just kept, then I became lost even further. I got, I became very, because I didn't know what I was going to do. I thought I was going to get married and have children. And that was going to be your main thing. thing. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, now what? So (laughs) exactly who am I? What am I? Where am I going? And I felt like one of my analogies in that time period was I felt like a pinball ball mm. that you know the game pinball and you would bounce and bounce and bounce and then once in a while you'd go into one of those holes and it would let you rest there before it popped you out and then you know you you get hit around for a while and then you find another place that you sit for a while and it pops you up that was that was like an analogy of my life because I would bounce around trying to find something and I'd find something that I'd be really happy with for you know, three, four years. And then it was something would happen. And I didn't, I wasn't taught conflict resolution, how to deal with personality conflicts, you know, especially from management. Yeah, because nobody was there to teach it to me. And so, you know, it caused a lot of trauma and drama in my life. Mm. Um, And so so what, yeah. like what, what were some unserving ways that you handled and processed emotions and, and things that weren't, weren't going your way back then? Oh, I, my fight and flight were just like right there. It was ready to go. So there was one job that I really loved and I did very, very well at. Yeah. But the company was sold to another organization and they brought in a manager who just, she was a person who was a numbers person. Mm. She was not a people person. She didn't know how to deal with creative people because I was in catering, yeah. you know, and we were all creatives, most of us, I should say. Mm. And she just was abrasive she cackled it reminded me of the cackle of the good witch i'm not the good witch the bad witch from the wizard of oz i mean you know it was just oh it would send chills up and down my (laughs) spine listening to her laugh and like after everything that i did you know for my department i just ran into a wall and so i finally got so stressed out that i'm like okay fine i'll find something else and i found a job being a flight attendant for an international charter Mm. And so after being at this company for, I can't remember if it was like four or five years, I gave them three hours notice. That is not a smart thing to do. Not a smart burning bridges. (laughs) Left and right. Because I thought, oh, it doesn't make a difference. Well, yes, it does. You know, how you handle these things make a big difference on Mm. so many levels. Mm. So if if there was someone who's who's going through a difficult situation right now or who might be in a similar position or or similar mindset as you back then, what back then, what would be the the wisdom that you would give to them so that they can really appreciate what they have and be more tactful, be more, you know, uh, better handle it? Well, first of all, I'd say don't do anything knee jerk. Mm. Don't do anything from emotion. Mm. Give yourself time to, whether it's 24 hours or if it's 48 or a week or two weeks, but give yourself time to be able to calm down the emotions so you can actually be rational. And then I would say, try to find someone who you can talk to, who can guide you. I didn't have those people in my life, so I had nowhere to turn. And I'm like, okay, now what do I do? Um, try to find someone in your life who can guide you, who can give you some really great common sense. Hmm. Even if it's somebody you wouldn't think would that would help you, ask for help. Hmm. People really want to help other people. Yeah. People like to help other people. So that would be my my guidance for this. Hmm. 
Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. I love it. And I love the the cooling down period, you know, don't don't make those emotional decisions cuz typically it's something that if if it's a good decision, you can look at it a week later or two weeks later and still say, "Yeah, you know, that's a that's a great decision." versus if you make it in the moment, you haven't had time to really sit and chew on it and process it. Right. And 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 say, okay, you know, A, B, C, D, what if you want to get back in this business? Mm. Now you've burnt your bridge. Now you're going to start having a bad relation, you know, a bad reputation as somebody as a hothead who, you know, just can't, you know, make good decisions. And yeah. people don't want to hire people who they feel don't make good decisions. Yeah. Plus, plus, uh, I think there's the, the energetic aspect of it that you take yourself with you wherever you go. So if you energetically created a circumstance where, you know, someone else triggers you and you haven't healed that yet, you're going to take that to the next position. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, but this whole thing that went on at this, this company really played with my self-esteem and my self-confidence. Yeah. Yeah. And I kept running into that wall too. And then of course, then I started beating myself up about not being worthy, not deserving, you know, and, and it's the self-talk we go into. Like, why, why am I not where I, I think I should be? You know, mm. of course, ego always thinks, you know, ego's like a peacock in a way. And it's like, <laughs> the feathers out and it's like here i am <laughs> so, yeah but then but then behind closed doors it's like man my feathers suck <laughs> yeah exactly like oh they're really wilty today what's wrong with that <laughs> that's so awesome so I, I love it that's a great analogy is like you know we want to be big and bold and and present ourselves as our greatest possible self and then there's also the other aspect of how do we think about ourselves and and look at ourselves behind closed doors when we're when we're by ourselves, and that's like your your journey of loving yourself was a prime example of of understanding how do I show up in in with other people? How do I show up in difficult situations, high emotions when things don't go my way? How do I show up behind closed doors? So you really get to see all these these different dimensions of yourself and get this wisdom and perspective over time. Yes, but it was it was a hard road to you know I had to hit bottom before mm -hmm. I I took, you know, started taking proper action. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even realize when I started going down my spiritual journey, what I was even doing. All I knew is that I needed help and nothing was working in my life. I was in a horrible marriage. Mm -hmm. And, it, you know, my, my first husband was uh, an alcoholic and mm -hmm. he was mean. And the thing is, is people who worked with him thought he was the best guy in the world because he had this facade of the being this wonderful person and yet he'd come home and it'd be like Jekyll and Hyde wow and you know one day I um I just hit my when I hit bottom when I realized just how bad my life was hmm. I was having pains in my chest and I thought I was having a heart attack and I tried to get him up to come with me to the hospital and I couldn't get him up so I'm like well I'm going to the hospital and I put myself in my car and I drove to the hospital and while I'm there, I'm there a few few hours and mm -hmm. the phone rings and it's like, where are you? I said, I'm at the hospital. And he's like, what are you doing there? I said, I tried to wake you up. I was having chest pains. So he put the kids in, the, in a taxi and he came to the hospital. And I think they stayed 15 minutes and they turned around and they left. Wow. And it was just like, oh my God, really? Yeah. I'm sitting here in emergency and 15 minutes is what I get. And that's when I went home and I just, I just sunk into a very low, a deep, deep depression. Mm. 
and I didn't know where to go and what to turn. And I went to this woman's conference. I saw that there was a woman's conference about two weeks later. Mm -hmm. And I was looking to see, is there anything interesting in there for me? Does anything resonate? And there was a woman who was talking about how to heal yourself. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, God, I need to listen to this because everything I've been doing is not working. (laughs) So I have been going to talk therapy since one month after getting married to my husband. That was a long time to not have anything change. And everybody would say, oh, if you change, everything around you will change. No, not so true. It wasn't changing. That's that's. I think that's so frustrating is that oftentimes we, in, in personal development and personal growth, we're like, man, if I just grow myself, then I can, I can turn like mud pies into, into chocolate cake and the most delicious treats. And it's like, well, you can't change people. That was, that was a really hard lesson for me to learn seeing the potential in people and who they could be, especially if they had like lots of talent, but there was these areas that just totally rubbed me the wrong way. And I would stay and and invest so much time into them to try to change them, to try to help them. But if they didn't want to help themselves and change themselves, even though they might say they did, blah, blah, blah. It's like at some point you just have to say, man, this is not worth the return on on investment. You're not, you're, you're sucking my energy. You're a vampire. And I am committed to surrounding myself with people who lift me up, who give me energy, who charge me up, who fill me with love. And you want to quit pro quo. You, you, Mm -hmm. you, you don't mind giving when you're receiving, but when you're giving and giving and giving, and your well stays empty. Mm. Well, you need to sort of take a look at what's going on and say, is this the way I want to live the rest of my life? Mm. And I feel that that's why so many people get so embittered in their life and so disappointed and depressed and mm. they can't, they get stuck and they can't move forward yeah. because of that. Yeah. So, and, and I think the amount of energy invested into a situation or a person the more we invest, the more we're like, man, I've stuck it out this long. I better get my return on investment. <laughs> right, right. Or I've been involved. I'm into this deep. I might as well stay, you know, and it's not going to get any better. So, you know, okay. Oh, and man. yeah, and it's, you know, it's very sad. It's very sad because it can get better. You know, granted, you might have to go through some processing time and yep. time of being alone and getting back to yourself. But it can definitely be better. Yeah, it's so much better than and then trying to fix somebody who's wounded, who's never going to get better. Right. Or even even if you, like you have to break off, so to speak, a relationship, that will be a painful time. You'll feel like you'll miss them. There's there's some kind of payoff energetically, emotionally. There's something that fulfills them in you or fulfills you about them. So right. if if there is that disconnection, if there is that cutting of ties, it's going to hurt. And think about who you get to be on the other side of that. Right. You get to be yourself. You get to make your own game plan on your own because you don't have to consider somebody else. And if they're going to like it, they're not going to like it. Mm. And you can end up in a much healthier situation than you had left. Yeah. I love it. And it doesn't make it if it's work or if it's personal. Yeah. And Marla, I know when when people have a conversation with you, if they feel stuck or struggling or they're frustrated, they're just not getting where they want to in life. They feel like their relationships aren't working. They feel like their life or business or whatever else it might be is not working. I know that they can have a conversation with you and have that, like have a a new outlook on what's possible, be able to shift that, be able to see their, their options and their opportunities. And especially I know you work with them on their self image 
self-image and self-love because that was a, a big part of your journey as well. It's a process. And the first thing I felt I needed to do, or, or I don't even know if I needed to do it. I mean, I, okay, step back. I needed to do it, but I don't know if I was aware how yeah. much I needed to do it. That's right. And that was, I was so angry about so many things in my life, mm. you know, projected on me from others or from myself. And so the first thing, real thing that I noticed change with was when I started doing things that brought up anger, mm. the pain, the hurt. And I was able to release it. I'm not a great crier, though I think crying is so cathartic. Yes. And I always have. Yes. That at some point in my life, somebody said, stop crying. And I did. And so everything would just be very gone with the wind. I'll just mm. worry about it tomorrow. I'll deal with it tomorrow. You know, repress, 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 yep. repress, repress. Yep. And then all of a sudden, it would just regurgitate all over my life. And so by doing these exercises or these TTTs, as I call them, tips, tools, and techniques, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would get the stuff up and out. I did it through taking a kid's bat and hitting a mattress or my, my, my massage table, yeah. which I broke into smithereens and it flew all over my basement, <laughs> which was my healing room. Um, I would box. And I would just visualize the, the stressor, whether it be person, place, or thing on the, the the my trainer's gloves and I would just bang it and hit you know for the sweet and he would go wow you know? <laughs> <laughs> like really that's coming from you tennis anything where you can yeah. exert yourself in this capacity is a great catalyst for bringing things up yeah. but once they start coming up you have to allow them to process out yeah. Yeah. whether it's yeah. through screaming or crying or whatever way that is healthy Hmm. and positive for shift and change. Yeah. You know, one of the, one of the things I, like, I'm really proud of my ability to be um, like emotional and, and be in tune with my emotions. And I was laying on my bed. Uh, I don't know. It was like three months ago, four months ago. And I was laying on my bed and I just like put my hands over my heart. And like, I was just reminding myself, I am more than enough. I am more than enough. And like really feeling it in every ounce of my being. And I just start crying. I just start like bawling and like weeping, you know? And I'm just like, I, I felt like I, my soul needed to to release that, that, that feeling of unworthiness, that feeling of shame, of guilt or whatever and just like cry it all out and it was so freaking beautiful and amazing and freeing and I'm I'm so proud that I have the level of of non-judgment and love of myself and acceptance of myself in every dimension to be able to do that and I think a lot of people struggle with that I'm I'm sure you've seen that too well seen it I've lived it it's I, I as you're telling me that I'm thinking good for you Chris how beautiful that you're able to do that that's so evolved mm-hmm. and ascended because you know boys are brought up males are brought up don't cry it's not masculine it's feminine but mm-hmm. that's a bunch of hogwash baloney baloney <laughs> yes you're a human being and as a human being you yeah. need to emote whatever yes. that emotion is if it's done in a very healthy and constructive way yeah you know that's the big part is healthy and constructive because mm. we can all emote but that doesn't mean it really is a, it, it's going to help in the long run because you're making more residue or residual to clean up 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I think it's, uh, I'm curious on your thoughts on the daily process of it. Um, because I think what comes to my mind is when a, a dog it gets up from like laying down and they shake it off. Or if you like pick them up and then you put them back down and like something's not aligned or they, they want to restore, rebalance their energy, they shake and they get back to like a place of, of centeredness after that. I'm curious what your thoughts are on like a daily uh, process or set of rituals or things that you are your go-to TTTs to get people back aligned? Oh my God. So I, I'm so in favor of daily practices, whatever they are. My daily practice is praying. Mm-hmm. And in my prayers, I have a gratitude program. You know, I, I do gratitude. It, it, I will share that probably is one of the biggest things that has opened up my heart and make mm-hmm. me appreciate everything. And even if something negative comes up, um, I say, okay, what's the lesson in here? What am I supposed to learn? And then I just let it go. Mm. And that's what I do. And, and then my, my prayer, my prayer, my prayer practice takes about 20 minutes. Like I said, I walk my dog while doing it. And Mm. and there is a piece of it where I do gratitude Mm. and I'm I give very detailed grit. I break it into segments of life. Like I almost look at it as a wheel, a pie, you know, okay, we're going to do my business. We're going to do my health. We're going to do prosperity. We're going to do my personal life. And, you know, I I get into all these, you know, what I'm grateful for. I get into, I tell spirit, I ask for help. I ask for guidance. Yes. Show me the path I should, I need to walk, bring to me the people, the opportunities, you know, so I know which direction to take. Show and Marla, me. you, you command it. I don't want to say command, like, <laughs> like you're putting down and someone's like subordinate or anything like that, but you know that you are the creator of your reality and you're like universe, God, source, spirit, creator, whatever angels show me. I know you want me to be happy. I know you want me to be fulfilled. I know you want me to be a force of love in this world. So help me, show me how to do that. Show me what I need. Show me what I'm missing. Show me what is the next step. And they're like, all right, here you go. (laughs) That's exactly it. And so that's, and then I do some clearing work. So I I clear between myself and my life. And again, I do the same pie thing. So everything's divided. And then I go into telling spirit that I'm open and ready to receive. Yes. And then I tell spirit what I'm open and ready to receive. Mm. And again, it goes into the same sort of pie. And then I go into praying for other people. I pray for the universe. I pray for, you know, I send love, loving light and healing prayer to every living organism in the universe. I send it to people. I send additional loving light and healing prayer because God only knows people need it. Um, Especially tolerance and patience Mm. and peace. Mm. I go into then the people that in my life that are ill or recovering you know, from, from whatever illness situation it might be, mental, physical, or emotional. Mm. And then I ask that my prayers be heard and answered harmoniously and joyfully with ease and grace is what I ask for better for my highest good and for the highest good of all involved. And that's my big, long <laughs> I love it. process. I love it. I love it. I, that's, that's, that's great. Cause like you said, uh, the, it's the daily continuously pouring energy into it. I've, I've found that when I have a magnificent obsession, a burning obsession, a burning desire for something, and I keep fueling it with my intention, with my focus, with my energy, with my prayers, with yes. my creation, that's when it really starts to shift. That's when magic and miracles really start to manifest in those areas. 
It does. And it's the law of attraction because the law of attraction is about keeping your vibration high. Yep. And you can't keep your vibration high if you're beating yourself up or if you're negative or if you're cranky or whatever it mm -hmm. might be. Your vibrations are just not going to be there. Mm -hmm. And what you put out is what you get back. So if your vibrations are low, like you know people, I know you know people who would just walk around saying, oh, I'm so broke, I'm so broke, I'm so broke, or I'm so miserable, I'm miserable, I'm miserable. And guess what? What comes back to them? More misery, more brokenness. And when is it going to change? People, when is it going to change? Well, when you change, when you change your vibration, when you start putting out there what it is that you want in a positive way, it will come back to you positively. Mm -hmm. Compliment people. Guess what? People will compliment you back. That's right. You know, it feels good to make somebody else feel good and without any strings attached. Mm -hmm. I love this. And and I'm going to I'm going to really share something that I've been working on is I I'm amazing at celebrating people online, right? Like Marla, I'm sure you you yeah. feel like I I love having you here. It's a blast. You are amazing. Your presence, your energy, your wisdom, it's a blast. And I love celebrating you and all the guests who come on the show. And when it comes to real life, let's say the the gym, right? And there's a little bit of intimidation with doing it there with with you're like complimenting people and you get those back. And it's like, man, I don't really receive any compliments at the gym. And I'm like, oh, wait, it's probably because I'm not giving any compliments at the gym either, you know? So it's it's like I've I've. I notice sometimes people might segment their lives and they show up as a certain way in their lives and with a certain energy. And then in other areas, they might show up differently. And I think it's important to be aware how are we showing up in all areas of our life. Right. Exactly. And so it just it did. But you need to show up. Yeah. You need to show up. But you need to show up with a good attitude. Yeah. And if you're showing up like, oh, my God, this is, you know, I'm not a morning person. Whatever. Well, great, but it is morning and you do need to be up and you do yeah. need to show up mm. and it, it'll make a difference in your day. It's, it'll be different in how people receive you and how you receive yourself. Mm. And mm. the same goes for going to sleep. Yep. So if you go to sleep counting your blessings and saying, I'm grateful for my day, I'm grateful that I was with Chris Burns today and I was on mm. this amazing podcast and I was able to disseminate some amazing information and I'm so grateful. And, uh, you know, I'm grateful my dog was feeling better today. Whatever it might be, you go to sleep, you feel better going to sleep. You fall mm. asleep easier. Yeah. And then when you wake up, you feel better because you ended in gratitude and you're going to mm. start again in gratitude. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love this. I love this. And it's it's really giving ourselves permission to to do that. You know, I think a lot of people are waiting for a sign. They're waiting for someone to come rescue themselves. And it's it's about stepping up and doing it on a daily basis, making that decision again on a daily basis. Absolutely. And that's what it's gotta be. It's a daily basis. Mm. And you, you know, you make the decision up of what you need each and every day. Yeah. So you know, you can make your day good, you can make your energy go high, mm. or you don't have to, but that choice is yours. And you're the only one who can be responsible for that. You can't blame the phone ringing. Nope. You can't blame the doorbell ringing. Or even look, at, even if you stub your toe, there's a reason you stubbed your toe, there's a lesson in it. So yep. it's like, okay, what is that lesson? What am I supposed mm. to learn from stubbing my toe? Wow. I love it. I love it. So you yeah. also are, you're getting this message out in a big way with your podcast and your book. Like tell us a little bit more about how, how you decided to take your 
your wisdom and your self-discoveries and your self-healing and share that with the world? Like, when did that really become a priority for you? Well, last year, I, it was my year of yes. So in 2017, I kept getting all these opportunities and I kept saying, nope, I'm not ready for it. Nope, mm. I'm busy. Nope, mm. nope, nope. And then I, I was working with a coach and she said, Marla, you have more opportunities than the average individual yeah. and you are not taking advantage of them. Mm. You need to take advantage of them. Wow. So I said, fine. So I did what Chandra Rhymes did. Mm. Is that her name? Chandra Rhymes? The, uh, the writer-producer? who she wrote a book about a year of yes. Hmm. And so I took that philosophy and it's like, yes. And so I was, I, an opportunity to go to be a practitioner on a cruise line came and I said, yes. Wow. And there was an opportunity to be participate in a compilation book. Hmm. And I said, no, the year before I said, catch me the next year. And I said, yes. Wow. And then there was another compilation book and I said, yes. <laughs> and then there was an opportunity for, for the podcast. And I said, yes. And then this opportunity to write the book, this book came mm. and I'm like, I don't know what to write. And I, it, I, I went, I went away to be in a quiet space yep. and realized that I just started writing about my life. And then the title came because mm. when I looked back on what I was writing, I was like, Oh crap, this is <laughs> one fucking journey to get where I am. And the, my hope is to make somebody else's journey a lot shorter and easier. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. that was the impetus to write to, to why I wrote the book, how I titled the book, wow. and how I put things in the book because I take the TTTs, tools, tips, and techniques from the back, and I interject them into my life prior to knowing what they are. Wow. So it's like after this situation, I'd say, Oh, if I only knew that, I would have done ba 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 and put those in. And then once I learned them, it's like this is what I put in, this is what I do, or wow. I did for these situations. And what I still do. I still do mirror work. I still do gratitude. I still try to journal uh, as much as I can. And yeah. I'll tell you one thing about journaling, which is brilliant, is that when you go back and you read your life, you have material for a book. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 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 It's just, it's, it's like, uh, it's chron chronologically putting who you were being, how you were showing up, what was going on in your life at that time. And it just gives you perspective. It gives you, hey, what, what was my journey of evolution and growth like so that you can be able to share it with other people and empower them if they're going through a similar place or situation. And that's my whole goal. And that's the goal for my podcast. And that's the goal for when I work with people. It's to help. It's to help them not have to go through as much stuff as I did. Mm. You know, they can knock their head against the wall a lot less than I did. Yeah. And that's my, that's my mission. That's my goal. You know, that's what I want for people. That's amazing. I love it. I love it, Marla. Um, what do you see in the future? What, what do you see coming for you? I know it's, it's a, a big, bright, beautiful future wow. with limitless possibilities. What are you most excited about so <clears> far? Well, right now I'm so excited about my book because I'm doing book events and I'm, I'm talking about it on my podcast, but I'm going on other amazing people like yourself, their podcasts, and being able to share my my story and my message. And hopefully through your audience, it will help somebody. Somebody will say, you know what, I need to look into that. Mm. And they, they, they purchase it and they read it and it shifts their life and they can live a, a life where they're happy. I have to say, I wake up 
so happy and joyful every morning. I didn't always do that. And now I do. And I just, my heart is, you know, it just bubbles with joy constantly. I love it. I love it so much. So awesome. So this, this uh, book, the writing of the book was like a, a last year you wrote it, right? It yes. was like a decision to, to write it. How do you see that you have grown personally since writing the book and, and starting to share about it? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, well, I will tell you that it was very cathartic because having to relive some of the things that I was writing about, yeah. I, it did trigger me and I'd have to pull myself away and, and go back. Um, it was, but it's, it's been amazingly cathartic and it's helped me grow even more because this time I was able to look at it like I was watching a TV or mm. reading somebody else's book. I was neutral. Yeah. And that's a really big thing that, that I don't know if mm. people are aware of, but neutrality, learning how to stay neutral in your life, mm. um, and, and not react is the strongest position you can stay in. Mm. Wow. And it helps you because, again, it goes to that earlier conversation of burning bridges. If you stay neutral, then and not reactive, because it's not positive or negative. Everything is really an opportunity of growth. Yeah. And even happy growth. It doesn't have to be all negative to make you grow. Hmm. Um, and so that's how it's how I've grown. And it just made me more grateful for the life I have today. And realizing that I had to go through everything that I had to go through to be able to grow and learn and become the person who I am. And I'm just grateful for that. I love it. I love it. And as, as you were talking, you mentioned about new, being neutral to the events, right? Because I yes. think there the, the things are going to happen. Like there's going to be circumstances. There's going to be tragedies. There's going to be breakthroughs. There's going to be uh, celebrations, right? And yes. I think a, a lot of us can get caught up with the negative things that happen and when something happens, there's an event, right? Let's say, yes. um, you know, like my, my dad told me, said to, to Chris, uh, don't you ever be quiet and stop asking questions on a drive when I was being <laughs> like, you know, really annoying, right? But that's, that's my story. I, I added that I was being really annoying. But what he said is, don't you ever be quiet. Don't you ever stop asking questions. And what I made it mean, the energy, the meaning that I attached to that event is what caused me to lose my curiosity, not want to be so self-expressed, not be willing to be vulnerable with my dad because I felt like he would judge me and like I couldn't just be myself around him. So because of the meaning that I gave to that event, that thing, that fact, what happened, that's where all of the the turmoil and, and trauma and, and pain came from. People are similar. Like we get to look at what are the things that are happening? Are we adding a lot more meaning and story and judgment and, and like shame and guilt about what happens versus just saying, here's what happened. What do I want to choose to make it mean? And coming from that place of choosing and creatorship is so much more empowering. So empowering. And what you, you know, your story reminded me of my story when my father told me to stop laughing. And, <laughs> you know, no. and I didn't, I became so solemn. And, oh. and I enjoy, you know, I'm, I loved laughing. I love playing. And yes. yes. And, and then for a long time, I didn't laugh. And people would say, I remember walking on the street and people would say, smile, it's not that bad. And I'm like, well, I can't look that, you know, downtrodden. 
<laughs> but apparently I did. Wow. And now I walk around smiling all the time. I, you know, I, I kept, I look people in the eye. I say hello to people. I believe in compliments. Mm. I compliment people because why not? It doesn't, it doesn't hurt anything. It doesn't yeah. cost anything. Yeah. And as long as you're not blowing smoke up someone's butt right. side, right. it's, it, it's a great thing. And what goes around comes around. Mm. So here's the boomerang yeah. of joy. You're making someone feel good. You're going to feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I think that there's there might be some uncomfortability in the beginning for people to to compliment others. And it's because yes. they're so concerned about how they're showing up, how it's coming out. And I think simply the act of acknowledging and complimenting, you start to build that muscle and you start to build how good it feels to serve others by putting the attention on them and appreciating them. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's and you become outward focused and not inward focused. Yeah. And that, I mean, I, you want to become inward focused for certain things, but when I say become outward focused, not other focused, outward mm. for positive, yes. outward to make someone feel better, to make a situation better, to lend a hand, mm. you know, to be of service. We're here to be of service. Yeah. We're I not wanna, just here to take. I want to dive in for someone who feels like they've, they've had their heart broken and they can't trust people. Uh, what would you recommend to, to that person who's listening or watching? Uh, you know, it's, okay, so it's a process. Yeah. Embrace your grieving, you know, but mm. don't allow yourself to be so stuck in the grief that you can't move forward because life is about forward motion. Um, and here's the reality. This person probably is a gift that they left your life mm. because you wouldn't have become the person that you are or you, they might be holding you back. You don't know. Or someone who's really more well-suited for you might be the one who's good. You're going to round a corner and bump right into. Mm. You don't know, and everything happens for a reason. Mm. And people come into our life for a reason, season, or a lifetime. And so, not to take away what you're feeling, but that goes to my also to my analogy of using people to fill your heart. Mm. So we, you know, as wounded humans, walk around with holes in our heart, and we tend to take people or things and we fill our holes by by accumulating them whether that's lots of friends romances lots of material things because it, it makes us feel better for a millisecond mm -hmm. but then at some point something slips away and you end up with your hole in the heart yeah. so as a former baker i had a bakery i like this analogy so when you start self accepting yourself and filling yourself with your your own essence your own self love I look at the heart like a big, beautiful, tasty, moist cake. Mm. And that way, when you bring other people or other things in, they become your frosting and decoration. Yeah. And here's the thing. If the frosting and decoration go away, you still have this amazing cake that is going to satisfy you and fulfill you. Yeah. So that's, that's, you know, so I say to people who are heartbroken and who are afraid to, to try, try. Mm. try it's worth it it's worth putting yourself out there mm. and you have to also pay attention to who who you're choosing into your life because yeah. if you keep bringing the same people into your life mm. though they might have different hair color you know different eye color um, might one might be tall short fat thin it doesn't make a difference they're still the same 
energy. There's still the same personality. Yeah. You have to under, look at yourself and say, why? Hmm. Why are you bringing the same into your world again and again and again? Hmm. And then you need to start changing because when you start realizing and start shifting yourself, you'll start shifting who you bring in. Yeah. And I know this because I lived it. I can't mm. tell you how many relationships I had with people who were, tr- I was, where I was trying to um, work through relationships with my father. Mm. And I would pick a men who were unavailable, emotionally, physically, mentally, whatever they were, they were unavailable. If they were unavailable, I was dating them. <laughs> I, it just didn't make a difference. You, you found I, you found a way in. You found a way <laughs> in, even though they were unavailable. You got in there, and then you're like, "Man, I'm not getting what I need." <laughs> yeah, and it's like, "Why? Why isn't this working? Why? I'm so what? What? What, what am I? Am I not likable? Mm. What is wrong with me?" And it yeah. and it was about me, but it was also about them, yeah. and what I was trying to achieve. And once I started shifting. And, you know, again, removing the anger, forgiving others, forgiving myself, yep. starting to accept myself and really like who I am. And I and both with the duality, the dark side and the light side, you know, you, ha- you have to like both sides. It's not yep. just one side yep. of the coin. Yep. You know, we all have our dark sides. But guess what? They serve a purpose. Yeah. And as long as you're not doing harm to others, hmm. then, you know, it's OK to say. I, this dark side is okay. Hmm. I'm okay with it. And I will accept it because it's part of who I am. Yeah, It's part would, of my makeup. Would you say that the, the dark side, when we say, you know, for example, um, like I, I feel a, a, a jealousy of someone and I'm like that mother effort, like, uh, you know, but I don't, I don't tell them, but I just feel it. Um, would you say, is that the dark side? And is that something that, that just gets to be healed? It's an indicator of what still needs to be healed or how would you relate to the dark side? Well, absolutely. But you have to figure out what are you jealous of? Are you jealous mm. of their job? Are you jealous of their financial status? Are you jealous that uh, they're in a really happy relationship? That makes a difference because you have to figure out what is it that you want you that you're coveting of somebody else's because that's what jealousy is. It's a form of coveting. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay, what is it? It's definitely a dark side. Um, I mean, sometimes jealousy could just be a sign that you really care more than you would let on to know Mm. about Mm. somebody. But the reality of it is, is, If it's with an if it's with another human being and you're jealous because somebody's flirting with them or something else is going on, mm-hmm. then in my opinion, you have to say you 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 never had anything you know you don't have what you don't have. Mm-hmm. And if somebody is going to buy somebody else's line hook line and seeker, that you know, you know, let's say you're both flirting with the same woman, mm-hmm. And you're like jealous because she's giving him more attention or perceived more attention than you. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, maybe, maybe it's just not a right fit. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's different ways you can, you can look at it, but you have to dissect it. You have to get introspective and figure out how it fits with you, mm-hmm. not you personally, but you, the circumstances and, and why you're jealous of them. Yeah. I, I hear where is this coming from? What what about my character, about my identity, about my worthiness, about my wounds 
is this coming from? If it's stemming from a, a place of scarcity, of unworthiness or not enoughness, you know, I think that that's, that's typically in my mind what would come from a, a jealousy. Like, oh my gosh, like, I, 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 how come he gets her and I don't, right? That, that there's a unworthiness that I'm not worthy to get her, quote unquote. Right. But what if she's a really wounded bird mm. and puts on a great face in public and then you get to know her and she's a hot mess Yeah, and she has more problems than Carter has pills. Right. And <laughs> so I know it's an old phrase, but it fits. Um, and then, you know, it's like, wow, didn't I just miss that bullet? Mm. Whew. Yep. You know, it yep. just passed me by because mm. now look at, he's got to deal with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm free and clear to find somebody who's healthy. Wow. And who resonates more with me. Yeah. Yeah. So it might even be in our highest and best good that what we want or think we want actually isn't in our, our best interest. Oh, my God. You have no idea. <laughs> and I can't tell you how many times I wanted something. And when you look back at it, it's like, oh, my God, thank God spirit didn't manifest it for me. <laughs> you know, we were in 3, 3D with a heavier density. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. This is awesome. Marla, this is gold. Any final pieces of wisdom for our audience before we wrap up? So I think, okay, so what I'm hearing to say is be gentle with yourself. Be mm. loving with yourself. Stop beating yourself up. Stop, stop, you know, going to the, to the, to the less than and, and count your blessings. See all the positive traits you have as an individual. Yeah. And that's a great stepping stone to go to the next level. Mm. And if you realize you're angry, do something about it. Get it out of your system because you will feel like you lost 100 pounds, yeah. you know, and you're going to feel absolutely exquisite as a human being. Yeah. That's a first step. Wow. That's amazing. I love it. Marla, how can people stay connected with you? What do we want them to do next? How do they get a hold of your awesome book? So you can get a hold of my awesome book on my website, which okay. is marlagoldberg.net awesome. or on Amazon. You can contact me if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, thoughts. I'm at marla at mghealer.com. Mm. So M-A-R-L-A at mghealer.com. Um, I'm on Facebook at Marla Goldberg, and you'll see in parentheses, love it. Because there's a lot of Marla Goldbergs out there, believe it or not. Are there? There are. <laughs> there really are. Um, there, you can find me on LinkedIn as Marla Goldberg, Twitter as at MG Healer, and I post on everything. Mm. So um, feel free, listen to my podcast, Guided Spirit Conversations, and I love input. I love suggestions. I you know, questions, comments. Again, I love to to reach out and be and have a exchange. And if I can help, I'm grateful. Mm. Mm. I love your big heart and your, your healed, um, powerful, bold, loving heart. It is, it is awesome. The work that you've done on yourself, Marla, I'm really, Thanks really proud so of much, you for, for owning your gifts, for owning your love, for owning your greatness. It's really inspiring. And I'm, I'm excited to see your, your journey, how you share it with even more people, with your podcast, with your book, with upcoming books and works and events and all kinds of things. Cause you got, you got so much to share. So keep oh, it up. I do have one quick thing. So with my book, I'm, I, I'm open for book signing events. So if you want, if you have a group of people and, um, I'm in your neck of the woods, I would love to do an event with you. 
love it. Marla, you are the bomb. Thanks so much for being you here. Thank you, Chris. It. Thank you. I'll see you soon, okay? See you soon. Take care. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality and make every day your best day ever. <laughs>